0: My name is Mike Stark. And I am Richard Waggoner. We're back. as we say, hurt. This is it. Another edition of Radio Waves. My name is Mike Stark. And Richard Waggoner. And joining us, as always, he's almost a regular co-host. Actually, at this point, Dave Beasing is with us.
1: How are you, oh, Dave? I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing.
0: No, it's a good about thing. That. Well, as we've said before, you're the only guy that really knows about radio. The other two of us are just,
1: you know, we're just fans. So, well, we're we're all faking it. Let's admit it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, no one else is returning calls. So, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's there right.
2: Is
1: that.
0: Yeah because they've all left the business is what has <laughs> happened. <Right>. So <laughs> All right, we got three columns to cover today. We're going to go back to September 8th and the fall of Top 40 Richard.
2: Yeah, which happens occasionally. I don't know if you remember the 80s before Kiss FM became big. It was kind of uh considered dead at the time too. But I was just kind of surprised going through uh the ratings and noticing how far down Kiss has gone and I Definitely did not mean this to be a a Kiss FM bash fest because I didn't mean it that way. But they were had a uh, they were tied for eighth place with a three seven back in the uh, summertime July Nielsen's, and it got me thinking about some things. And it, we also had a Sean Ross column from RadioInsight.com dot com, who was talking about top forty that he remembers and uh, a few things like that. So. It kind of came down to what's wrong with Top 40 and what's going on with it and what will bring it back. So, kind of a couple things came out of the discussion and the response from readers has been the same. Uh, We are having some stations that are going further back and kind of playing more oldies. Uh, That did work for one station and kind of sparked it. I think Dave talked about it at one time. I'm not positive, but uh, it was one of those stations that just was... Kind of had nothing to lose and started adding a few more golds to the uh, to the format and it helped for them. So there was an article about other stations doing it. What they're doing, what they're finding now is it's not really helping. I don't know if it's hurting, but it's not really helping. So one of the things Sean Ross talked about is you know whatever happened to Top Forty? Top Forty used to be the best of all formats you could hear country you could hear gold you could hear uh uh, uh urban you could hear whatever and you're kind of not hearing that now and his idea is hey let's kind of go back to that
1: any insight dave that you can add to this I, I guess what you're saying is make it more relevant to everything that's happening today and not be as narrow and that that makes some sense but the the, the problem of course is we do It's a whole nother podcast. Um, that <laughs> uh, that the younger demos today uh, are certainly exposed to older music in addition to new music because you know they're in the backseat of my car, uh, singing songs from from my generation, and a little bit pissed that I know the lyrics too. Um, you know, because they discover this stuff online or on TikTok, or they trade it with each other, or it's, it's the soundtrack to a big show on Netflix or, you know, whatever. And so uh, there's, there's definitely that. And I guess if you were, if you're relevant, it would include some of that. It would include some things from lots of different musical genres. If you're Uber relevant and timely and in the moment. Um, But, that's difficult to do on a medium that is not timely and in the moment. You're not the hot medium that they care about. Um and so that in and of itself creates a problem for top 40 or CHR radio. There's been a lot of discussion about how TikTok, because it's driven by algorithms and what people are actually viewing, driving tastes in music or selling products. Uh, Causing my kids to uh, come up with some crazy recipe they want to make or whatever. <laughs> um, musically, you know, Alt was doing this. No, it wasn't Alt. It was K Rock uh, was doing this. Some in the and maybe it was Alt before that too. Uh, but Mike Kaplan was a big believer in this. Who uh, was the program director? Mike, the show killer, as Woody uh, would refer to him. Um, Mike was uh, really chasing the TikTok musically. Speaking mm. at K Rock uh, for a while and at Alt uh, before that. I think that though radio has looked to TikTok to see what music is timely and relevant, and maybe there's something to that. I don't know. Um, I think more timely and relevant might be, or or a bigger, a better tip to get from TikTok would be the between the records. We're locked Mm. in kiss, and other stations are locked into. Okay, JoJo's in the afternoon, and there's this here, and there's, and then we got a sweeper that's that sounds like this, and it ends in call letters, and you get it. You know, come on, that's not how TikTok works. That's not how the younger audience consumes media. Maybe there's some things, ways to freshen up radio by uh, by changing things up that way. Okay, off the. You know, uh,
2: it's interesting. You mentioned that, and it suddenly came to mind when uh, Craig Carpenter was programming the mix. You know, the old KZY, and uh, he his night guy did that, and the whole station kind of had that attitude. You never knew what they were going to do, and I always thought that. Uh, oh gosh, was it Clear Channel at the time or the predecessor? I always thought they were dumb for killing off that format. They should have put it onto one of their other stations, even if they had to sell that off for the uh, uh, limits at the time.
0: Yeah, I think the I think the bottom line comes down to what we've talked about numerous times is everybody wants to play it safe. Yeah, you know they want to play it safe and safe isn't what's happening though. Yeah, and the yeah.
2: safe
1: is the demise of what right. the, the medium well, we love. F- so. And it is true that in their defense, I guess uh, PPM, the electronic ratings right. methodology uh, that Nielsen uses now. It it does tend to push people towards safe, because familiar is sure. definitely something that PPM likes. Yep, um, right. you know people will hit those buttons looking for what they like, and they don't know what they like. They just like what they know.
2: It's a shame right. a former really good programmer. Uh, or someone in radio. I'm not. I'm not specifically looking at you because I know you wouldn't want to do this. But it's a shame that someone who has kind of pushed out of radio but knows radio couldn't come up with a better rating system. Because PPM sounded great. It's one of those things. Sounds great on paper. In action, it's not.
1: Yeah, just isn't a big enough sample there. And yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a whole other podcast too. Changes at K Mozart.
2: Um, that isn't actually a change, but Saul Levine sent out kind of a cryptic message saying that he's ready to test all digital AM. And I'm hoping and, he does. I hope that I'm use, part of the testing. And use yeah. K. Mozart as a… Uh, yeah, because 1260 is the one that does it. So not really a change change, but I thought he could… You know, He was talking about doing it for an hour at a time in various parts. He says, why don't you do it overnight? Let's see how far it travels.
0: Now, remind us, do we need a special receiver to do that? HD. Oh, you need the HD uh, radio. Yeah. Okay.
2: Regular would just hear static.
0: That brings us to the September 15th uh, column, where you start out talking about digital TV changes, but... That will affect some radio changes? Tell
2: us about this. It's very similar, if you really analyze it, very similar to when FM first came on, or actually not the first time it came on when they were in the old frequencies, but when they moved the frequencies to 88 to 108, sandwiched between channel 6 and channel 7 on TV. What they're talking about here is with the new ATSC3, they could fit a ton of digital channels in one station that would occupy uh, digitally for TV. So one of Mm -hmm. the proposals is to have one or two, depending on the size of the market, channels dedicated to radio.
0: And you need a special receiver for that?
2: Yeah, another receiver. Might as well keep adding to the mix.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) And then you have some suggestions to your listeners or your readers about getting better
2: reception? Mainly just getting better antennas. Uh, Some of the areas... You know, people were saying they're having trouble receiving radios or certain stations. And uh, if it's AM, it's probably local interference that's causing the problem. And you just can move the radio or try to get an antenna on there. Radio Shack used to sell this li- li- really cool antenna thing that had a tunable dial on it. And you just had to put it near the radio to get better reception. It actually, sounded It made it sound pretty good, although it did take away some of the um, bandwidth behind it. But uh, for FM I, I just get really good results whenever I have a house antenna, and I think if you're at home, it's worth the time of putting up a house antenna, just like the old days of TV.
0: no, i I'll, I'll use my app, thanks.:
2: Yeah, that's probably this is <laughs> <funny>. Smart speakers <laughs> Me are killing off I, I do wonder when the time will come that the cost of electricity and land will be the thing that really kills off radio, and everyone goes to apps.
0: Yeah, because it takes up a lot of space to have
1: an antenna and all that. Right, You could put a CVS on that property, Um, you know, because the world needs more CVSs and (laughs) (laughs) Rite-Aids.
0: September 21st uh, column, which is this week, as we're doing this, uh, you do a little piece on KFI.
2: Yeah, KFI is back up to number three. And the reason I wanted to mention it is besides trying to hype up stations that uh, are uh, climbing in the ratings and especially on AM, partly as kind of a you know bash to KNXFM, Um since they're still not doing better than they did with separate signals. But uh, with KFI, a lot of it had to do with the fact that I kept getting people writing to me saying, can't you write about KFI? They're doing so terribly. You know, the, those changes they made last January putting Mo Kelly in the evening. Can, do you even listen? That's terrible. It's terrible. And the ratings are way down. So I checked. And they're not. They weren't down. They They might have gone down a tiny bit. But as a whole, for the year, they weren't really down anyway. And then this is a pretty big jump. So they're now at their highest rating they've been in about two years, I think.
0: That's great. And this is why... Uh, Tim Conway Jr. refers to Richard as King Richard,
1: and <laughs> writes nice things about. <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah, so funny. Well, that that move certainly's panned out. I loved in your column the uh, quotes from Robin Bertolucci, especially the part that you know, stating the obvious. I guess it's always been her philosophy, and and others before her, like David G. Hall back in the day, uh, keeping people, having people feel informed. And entertained. Okay. Mm. And the and entertained part gets lost on so many stations that try to do <clears throat> talk radio. Yeah. And on podcasts too. Um, yeah. Podcasts that come off like watching a C SPAN uh, are, <laughs> it may be very informative, but they're not going to get listeners. Right. right. Exactly.
2: So, in the end, is it really that informative if only two people are listening and they already think the way that you're <laughs> talking?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. other, the other thing, Richard, that if I may, I will uh, call out and give a high five. Congratulations to is K Earth. Uh Their oh, six yeah. ratings book at number one, six plus. Uh, number one twenty five fifty four for the seventh straight survey. Uh, number one eighteen thirty four for the fourth straight survey, and here you go back to your conversation about uh, older music. Uh, Number one, 18 to 34,
2: K-Earth. Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. I didn't
2: realize that. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, Yeah, it it, it definitely is.
1: Uh, So congratulations to them. And I I noticed uh, from a Facebook post, I guess it's true, that um, they have changed their logo lately to look like a California vintage license plate. Right, um, K-Earth 101 across right. there, in LA OC in the two corners, upper left and right of the uh, plate. And I love that. I, I, I just, um, it certainly captures the spirit, the feel, the fun of the station, of the brand. But also, I just love that somebody is doing something with, visually, with radio, other than stacked letters as a right. logo, yeah. you know. Yeah. Right. Of course
0: you know you know they used their entire promotion budget to uh to <laughs> redo <laughs> that <laughs> license plate. That license plate's low. Do <laughs> you think off. they
2: were inspired by uh uh K West when they were AOR? Since they kinda did the same thing.
1: I think they don't remember what a K West is. Yeah, too uh, young.
2: Yeah. 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 I still <laughs> laugh and uh, I, I, K-Earth at one time, of course, played music from the 50s and 60s, and people think, you know, that's what oldies are. That, that was in 1972. The music sure. was like 15 years old. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, what you know, talking about contemporizing the sound of a station. That's what Chris Ebbett did yeah. uh, from the moment he took over. He didn't jerk it that direction, but he moved it very steadily um, that direction, not only musically, Uh, And he didn't have a lot of research to base that on at the time. They weren't buying him research, probably still aren't buying him much. Uh, But he he moved it uh, musically. But he also probably took a lot of criticism from the old guard that he did away with the Pam's Jingles. Um, with the the big voice uh, over timpani, kind of top of the hour sort of a thing. No knock on any of those folks, but that was a dated sound, and yeah. he yeah. he really brought it into the future or yeah. the present, let's say.
2: And people forget that those jingles actually came out way into their life. I mean, the I know that the the sound was the same as far as the uh, uh, notes that were used, but the original K Earth jingles were not what they started using in the eighties. Oh
1: really? It yeah. was, were they not um, knockoffs of the old KHJ
2: jingles? They were. They were knockoffs, but they were modernized knockoffs. Right. So uh. when they went back to the ones that they started using about eighty, what was it, eighty six? Mike, eighty four? Maybe I don't remember. Um, they were actually clones of the old KHJ jingles.
0: Mm.
2: Oh, okay. And I always, and you know, I'm always the type that I like what I grew up with, so I always like the original jingles anyway and then me being so stupid never noticed that they were actually knockoffs of the gates Jiggles. <laughs>
1: right. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh... uh
0: and finally uh we talked about uh Don Barrett a few weeks ago and his uh health crisis. Well, he we yeah. he's left us and uh we're going to miss Don. He a uh, b- huge outpouring from the radio community when he did pass and uh, you sort of covered that uh very well as always. Uh to me it's sort of symbolic of the medium that that we lost Don to some degree because Don was LA radio without a doubt and and uh and LA radio isn't what it used to be. So
2: And if you have not heard the interview I'm talking to listeners now. If you have not heard the interview that uh, that Mike did with him, you have to go listen. Mike, that was amazing. Uh I noticed in listening to it though that he lied. He said, Oh, I'll come back any time. Yeah, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Come <laughs> Never back did anything. another interview in his life.
0: Yeah, I don't think he did. He did. I he did a couple little interviews uh, that I heard that people posted, but they weren't as they weren't as uh, massive as I got out of him. And I, I'm really proud of that interview actually, because we we covered a lot of ground of LA radio and played air checks, and it, it's just it was a fun interview. I listened to it again. I hadn't listened to it in a long time. I listened to it again, and I, I'm pretty proud
1: of that actually. You should so. be. Yeah. you definitely should be Mike it's yeah. a, it's a great interview and i love that whole idea of capturing that knowledge from someone like that because right you know it's a it's a shame that don is no longer uh, with us in present time but um that those memories those stories yeah. needed to be captured and yeah. we should all do that with um the people in our lives who are getting Mm. older or before they get older, because you never know which bus has your name on it. But, um, you know, we, we need to let the, the personal real life history of our culture, not pass away when we lose somebody.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And in terms of, um, moving on, um, Dave recently went to another podcast uh, convention,
1: which you—that's what it was now. called. Another podcast convention. <laughs> it was. <laughs>
0: which one was it? I mean, you go to you go you go to one. Seems like one every month, but uh, this was was this in Vegas?
1: Big, I don't remember where it was. Yeah, I go about twice a year. Podcast movement. Um, they have their big show in August each year. This one was in Denver, or more accurately, Aurora, uh, Colorado, out by the airport. Um, and it was, um, I think, the best attended that they'd had in a while. Looks like they were coming out of, uh, uh, you know, COVID is over and yeah. the new strain hadn't arrived quite yet. So <laughs> it was well attended. And um, I'd say that the, there were many takeaways uh, for people who attended. But probably the biggest item of conversation was video. Video versus audio only and the changing definitions of the word podcast. Right. That was the subject of a big research project that was unveiled from uh, Coleman Insights and Amplify Media partnered on that. And if you go to either uh, website, uh, Coleman or Amplify with an I at the end, uh, you'll you'll find – Replays of their online webinar version of that presentation. Very interesting. And I think that one of the – an anecdote that I heard that wasn't part of their presentation, they've got all the data, uh, but a great anecdote that illustrates their data was just a conversation that I had with uh, somebody from SiriusXM, actually, who said, um, you know, I think he said he has an 18-year-old son who's – headed to college this fall. And he asked his kid, what podcasts are you into these days? And so his son named three or four podcasts and he had some, his son had some friends over uh, back by the pool. So he opens the back door from the kitchen and says, guys, Hey, um, what podcasts are you watching now? Hmm. With that generation, not that he represents everybody, but increasingly right. with that generation, the visual has been something that they grew up with, with all of their media. Yeah. And my daughter, as a prime example, she's um, she is a seventh grader. She walks around, and I suppose there are those listening who would think I'm a terrible parent for um, acquiescing to this. She walks around with her phone playing video for her all the time. It's yeah, not rare this at all. <laughs> My grandkids are that a room. One. It's how she exits a room. And until we tell her that it's time to have dinner and have a real conversation or something, right. it's going to be on. And she is often listening to it. I mean, I've noticed we used to do homework. um With music on or radio, playing music, um, entertaining us in the background. And we didn't consider that to be a distraction as we did our homework or even studying something kind of intense. But uh, she's that way with video. I'll see. And she's a straight-A student. She's sitting there uh, doing her homework with some video uh, playing something. And she's really kind of half listening. The video is secondary, but there's always something that she can glance at. And so, podcasters are learning that as part of the future, it may be stationary images, right? Um, not you know, a full-on video isn't right for every podcast. I mean, look at this one. I mean, right. We should be heard and not seen, <laughs> correct? But the, <laughs> but having <laughs> being able to glance at us and realize that, and then and then and then turn away, is is an expectation that I think. Exists from here on out.
0: And I watched the web webinar that you spoke about, and the data plays out as well that more and more people are going to YouTube to get their podcasts. Yeah, and and uh, the data was pretty clear about that. In fact, uh, that yeah. people are are using YouTube, and YouTube is also stepping up and focusing a little bit more on podcasting. They haven't really yet, but I, I've seen some uh, – I'm a big YouTube fan myself, so I've seen some movement in that direction. But uh, I guess they're going to try and really pump that up, that aspect of YouTube up a little bit.
1: They are, and I think that you will see other platforms for podcasts, be it Spotify or Apple, increasingly making – Video, if not full-on moving faces and lips and whatever, um, part of podcasts, at least having a slideshow, if you will, sure. uh, while people are, are, are listening to podcasts. It's becoming the expectation uh, for sure. And YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. Wow. The first, of course, number one, is Google. And Google owns YouTube. YouTube, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you are wanting to have good search results on Google, one thing that you can do that will help is post video on YouTube that has captions and, or has the, the transcript in the show notes underneath mm. the video. Because you're doing Google's job there for them in giving them content that has keywords in it. Um, I have a friend who who does this with a company uh, that uh, I won't go into what exactly they do, but he puts out videos. He He's like, oh, go look at my latest video. And I go on YouTube and he says, see how many views I've got? And I go, eight. And he says, yeah, and I don't care because Google has transcribed my video and associated my brand with what I'm talking about. There, the keywords are all there, and it helps my search results.
0: Hmm. Wow, I'd uh, wondered,
1: I wondered. I wondered about that because
0: I've noticed more and more videos have the transcriptions uh, included below in the in the show notes. Yes, I've seen that too. Yeah, yeah, and so that explains why that they're doing
2: that. Wow. So, do either of you ever imagine? I'm I'm just thinking out of the box here, but do you guys ever imagine, like maybe a TV station or a cable channel ever, you know, playing music videos? Sure. In like 24 hours a day.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that uh, that could happen.
2: Um, <laughs> uh,
1: you should get like, I don't know, Mark Goodman, Martha Quinn, somebody like yeah. that. Yeah, to, they would uh, be great. Yeah, I no, I think it's going to happen. And,
2: music videos, music. <laughs> absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You know, because the next step beyond On Demand is always on. And right. so... Hmm. If if I were to use that bandwidth you're talking about for FM mm. or lots of different shows and things, I think I'd have a morning show channel. I'd have a this channel. I'd have a, and it would just stream all the time, so that nobody has to think, okay, what do I want to do? I you know I, what do I have in my queue? What have I asked uh, my app to record and play for me when I hit play? Skip that step. Just. Everything's going to be streamed everywhere. I, I want to hear the second hour of the morning show. There's a button to hit for that because it's just yeah. always there. Yeah. yeah.
0: This has been a great show. I, I I don't normally review the show during the show, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to review the. This has been a great uh, episode, and as always, it's great having you with us, Dave, to to do this. But we've we've got we there was some great stuff in this show, and I suggest that people subscribe, and uh, we'll have more for you.
1: Well, um, and the, the best part is about to happen right now because you said right before we started, before we started rolling, that the goal is to get this done and get out of here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're about to accomplish that, that goal. Goal. we're about
0: to accomplish that, but we in in between that we got some good information out there, and I hope we entertain people. So that's that's also the goal.
2: You know, like I right. always say, it's what's between the beginning and the end that counts.
0: That's right. Can <laughs> we say that? Oh, okay. All right. Well that does it for another edition of radio waves thanks for joining us be sure and subscribe to the uh channel if this is your first visit to us and uh, we'll see you next time on radio waves